millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe, just maybe, that notification bell too as it all massively helps out our channel. And it really, really does. I can't express that enough. Now, firstly, I'd like to say a huge thank you for everyone coming out to the live stream on Saturday. It was absolutely amazing of you. We had a load of whole new members join us. So I got to go through those quickly. We had Cage Gamer, Kamer Keith, Marianne Schuler, Tazaku Zed, If You Say So Deary, Catherine Burton, Jessica Schurer, and Flotten. Thank you so much for your love, support, and time, and for everyone for taking 20 minutes out of your day to be here. It is amazing of you to do so, and oh, I can't express it enough. You know what I'm like. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story is from GF Eggs Throwaway. Am I the asshole for not allowing my girlfriend to send her food back for a second time? I, 28 male, work the graveyard shift as a corrections officer in a prison. I've been dating my girlfriend, 26 female, for just under a year now. About once a week or so, some of my coworkers and I like to stop at a local diner to get a bite to eat on the way home. They are very accommodating to us, COs, and as well as our brother cops and other people who work the third shift at the area factory as we give them a lot of business. They happily make burgers, sandwiches, nachos, etc. for us first thing in the morning, which we're all very appreciative of since it's evening time to us. So the other day, I felt like stopping after work. None of my buddies wanted to go, so I texted my girlfriend to see if she wanted me to treat her to breakfast before work. She said that she did, and so we met at the diner. We both ordered eggs, hash browns, bacon, toast combo. She ordered her eggs halfway between over easy and over medium, and her bacon, chewy, not crispy, but not limp. When the food came, she decided that her eggs were too close to medium. She told the server that she wanted them mostly easy, but just barely starting to set on the outside, so there are no runny whites. The server took her food back. I was slightly embarrassed because her food was just fine and was what she asked for from what I could see, but I didn't say anything. When the food came a second time, she decided that her eggs were still overdone. Even though they looked less than done her first batch, the server offered to bring her food back, but I interjected. No, the food's fine. They did a good job. She'll eat it. Long story short, when we left the restaurant, we got into a huge fight. She had to work, so we didn't have much of a chance to discuss it. But when she came over later, she laid into me about how I had treated her like a child and said that I had no right to decide for her whether or not her order was right. She then accused me of caring more about the server than her and implied that I wanted to have an affair with her, which is crazy since she's at least 40 and I'm pretty sure married with kids. I shot back that was being way too demanding, that it was embarrassing since I was a regular there, that they did a perfectly good job with her food. It wasn't as if she'd asked for over easy and they gave her scrambled, that it wasn't fair for the restaurant to lose money over her being so picky, etc. The way I see it, if you're going to ask someone else to cook your food, you have to give them at least a little leeway. But I can kind of understand what she meant when she said that I treated her like a child. 
am I the asshole? Now, this is one of those ones where I'm going to have to come at it from what I would do in that situation if I was girlfriend, you know, and I didn't really like the eggs or whatever. I don't think I could send it back a second time like that. I don't even think I'd send it back the first time, especially for something like that. We're not talking like a fine, a fancy restaurant or anything like that. We paid hundreds of dollars for these eggs. Um, and that might be the wrong thing to do. You know, I, I understand people saying you should get what you asked for. But in this case, I think it's just over picky, in my opinion. If you're asking for that, like the way that, that it was explained that she wants the eggs and the bacon, it just sounded way too much, you know. And it sounds more like the restaurant does this as a favor more than anything anyway. I don't know. I don't know. That's what it sounded like to me. But I think if I was over picky about something like that, so I like my eggs done in a very particular way, I wouldn't be asking for it at a restaurant because that's just asking for trouble. So I'm going to go with a not the arsehole. I can see how it might creep into it. Everyone sucks here for the, the patronizing comment. But I'm going to go for a not the arsehole this time. Let's check out some of the comments to see what they say. And Bonnie Blewis says, not the arsehole. And if she's that picky about her eggs, she shouldn't order them. It's very annoying to restaurant staff. And Dangerous Plate says, I'm going to go against the grain here and say it as soft everyone sucks here. Here's why. Dude, I was embarrassed for you. What the heck is not crispy but not limp bacon? I totally get why you were uncomfortable with her demands. I was frustrated for the poor server and the cook. So she gets to be the arsehole in the situation. Albeit not a huge one because she clearly has very particular feelings about her food. Maybe she needs to recalibrate her expectations of this sort of establishment or find a better way to communicate what she expects, which brings me to you. I'm going to have to give you a soft asshole too, because you did patronize her. Instead of cutting her off and overruling her, you should have just been honest. You could have said something like, babe, please, I'm a regular here and I really like these people. I feel like you're being too demanding and I'm embarrassed. I'm worried about it being awkward the next time I visit. Something along those lines. Instead, you spoke over her and embarrassed her a lose-lose situation. It's a little worrying that she went off to an affair scenario. She sounds very anxious. Maybe there's something else on her mind. All in all, OP, this is hopefully just a learning experience for you both and you enjoy many happy breakfasts together. And according television says, not the arsehole, she was treated like a child because of the way she was acting. I'd have been embarrassed too, even if I wasn't a regular there. And then she randomly accuses you of wanting an affair? This is such odd behavior. Does she think it's normal to be that specific in restaurants? It's like something out of When Harry Met Sally. And we'll have one more from Texas Ashley saying, not the arsehole. The way she was asking for her eggs, it sounds like she needed to be in the kitchen to tell them the exact moment to take them off the stove. Not plausible in a restaurant. It also seems like that that could have gone on for ages with each batch of eggs being a little too done or a little too undercooked. Best to nip it in the bud as you did. Now, what would you do in this situation? Are you particular about any of food that you sort of order? But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And this next story is from Stillping. Am I the arsehole for no longer cleaning, causing the shared spaces to become a giant mess and refusing to compromise? I, 26 female, live with two roommates who I'll call Jess and Jane, 26 and 28 female. We all work about 50 hours a week, in part from home with the pandemic. Ever since I moved in about a year ago, one problem has been constant, cleaning. Jane cleans up after herself, but that's the full scope of things. It's like pulling teeth to get her to do anything else in the shared spaces. Meanwhile, her own room is spotless. As for Jess, she is beyond messy. She is the sort to make dinner for herself and the mess she made will just stay right on the counter until someone else, i.e. me, cleans it. I'm not kidding. I once went away for two weeks and there were leftovers and dishes at least a week old. That's not even to speak of the rest of the place. I'm a bit of a neat freak, so I always end up cleaning because I can't live like that. 
I have had multiple talks with them about it and generally that leads to a massive improvement for about a week or two before going back to usual. The excuses are always the same variation of, I am so tired. I did make that mess, but I'll do it some other time. Given I already feel weird even bringing this stuff up, I just gave up on it. I figured this was just how it's gonna be until I move somewhere else. What changed it for me happened two weeks ago. I came home after a particularly hard day at work. I hadn't eaten all day and I was just broken. All I wanted to do was eat and sleep. Just had a few friends over and they had all been cooking and it was just a damn mess. The entire kitchen was unusable, all kitchenware had been used and so on and I just lost it. I ordered food and went into my room and haven't done anything in terms of cleaning since. Now two weeks later, the shared spaces are a huge mess. The shared bathroom is gross, the kitchen is a hellscape, there are literal balls of dust everywhere. Jess has been whining that she is so embarrassed to have anyone over, so I told her she better clean then. It seems to have finally gotten through to them. They asked to talk to me when I got home yesterday. I was surprised to find Jess and Jane had made the entire schedule for cleaning. Now here's where I may be the arsehole. Instead of agreeing, I told them I have about a year of solo cleaning under my belt, so I wish them good luck splitting the chores for the coming year between the two of them and count me out. This caused Jess to throw a bit of a tantrum, but well, here we are. And we'll start with Babs Garcia saying, not the arsehole, you deserve to blow up, but time to clarify things a bit. You still live with them. Ask to talk to them again. Say you know you may have sounded rude, yet you reached your limit as far as the house. Ask Jess, you know how upset you were about the mess and finally pulled this idea for a schedule together. That is how upset I've been for the last year. I did it mostly alone until I blew up. And while you both made promises, once I did blow up, they weren't kept long term. So for right now, while I'm excited about a schedule and seeing it work, before you put me into the rotation, let's see how long it lasts. I promise I won't make any extra messes and continue to clean up after myself as I've done during that time. But I am worried that it might ruin things for us if I find myself in the same boat of being the only one sticking to the schedule. And previous magician 85 says, sounds like Jess is the issue. You do everything but Jane doesn't contribute to a lot of mess. Weird that it's taken a year for a cleaning schedule to be put up, but for the sake of the house dynamics, you might want to get on board. If you like living with them in general. And Sterry Burns says, not the arsehole, they are grown women. What were they expecting? For you to clean after them forever. I'm glad you're putting your foot down and I hope it works out for you. And Neverine says, not the arsehole, but petty. Edit by petty, I mean not being the bigger person and just going along with the new schedule. I would have done the same thing OP did, but I know my friends would point out how petty I was being. They could have cleaned plenty of times before, but they let you do all the cleaning. Their schedule came a year too late. Jess is probably freaking out because she will actually have to clean now or Jane will notice slash start resenting her as well. And Maximu says, everyone sucks here, although I love your response. It's not really manageable. You should look at the schedule and say what you are prepared to do. Even if you do less, you should do something for your own benefit. Make it clear that if either renege on their duties for whatever shitty reason, you won't be doing any more cleaning ever. And we'll have one more from Slow the Rain saying, everyone sucks here, obviously Jess is the biggest asshole. But you said Jane cleans up after herself. It's not her responsibility to clean up after Jess and you tried to put that on her. Just because you're willing to do that doesn't mean she has to. You could have had an ally in Jane and both of you might have talked to Jess about her messes and come up with a chore agreement for the shared stuff long ago. Instead, you made an enemy of the person who's cleaned up after herself because she wasn't willing to take on someone else's responsibility like you chose to. Mm, interesting one at the end there but now i turn this one to you guys what do you guys think of this situation let me know your thoughts in the comments below and our next story comes from cute awareness 3670 
Am I the asshole for enforcing my kids' friends to follow the same phone rules as our kids? My kids are 17, 14, and eight. The eight-year-old doesn't have a phone, but my two teens do. The rules are that they are not allowed to have their phones in the bedroom alone or bathroom during any time of the day. And at night they bring us, me and their dad, their phones, and we lock them up. These rules are mostly because I know how vile the internet can be. I had my younger siblings who grew up during the rise of the internet tell me horror stories, as well as I very clearly remember the things I saw on Omegle as an adult. I really don't want to risk any of these issues with my kids, as well as it helps them not procrastinate homework or chores, and we spend a lot more family time together. This past week, my oldest had a new friend come over. The girls would go into my daughter's room, so I asked for their phones. My daughter looked embarrassed but handed over her phone. Her friend then asked me what I meant. I told her of my rule and she told me that she wanted to keep her phone. I then told them that they could stay out in the living room. The girl got a little bit irritated, but they ended up staying out in the living room. The hangout then turned into a sleepover and I called the kid's dad and told them a bit about our rules. The dad was a little bit skeptic of our rules. We get that often, but agreed. He told me he would relay this info to the mum as she was working. Nighttime came and everyone gave me their phones except for my daughter's friend. She said that she felt more comfortable keeping her phone in case of an emergency. I told her if there was an emergency, she can come wake me and my husband up. She then told me that she really didn't feel comfortable with that in case she wanted to text her mum to sleep. I told her that if that was the case, that she needed to just go home because in our house, the rules is no phones in the bedroom, period. She called her mum in another room. I could hear her crying and while I felt bad, I stood my ground. The mum apparently just gotten off work and not talked to the dad and thought our phone rule was creepy and invasive and told me just that when she got to my house. She said that I should have just let her daughter keep her phone and I told her that her daughter needed to follow my rules. My oldest is now embarrassed and really upset with me and even my husband thinks I should have relaxed a little. I don't think I did anything wrong, but am I the arsehole for not letting the girl keep her phone? Edit, just to clarify, the girl knew before the sleepover that they turned in their phones before they went to bed, and she also knew her phone was included. She was not randomly blindsided. That kind of feels like one of those edits to sort of cover yourself, because in the first paragraph, you said about your daughter being embarrassed about handing over her phone, like it was sort of like blindsided, but I don't know. I don't know too much about that one. She might have just been embarrassed anyway, but hey. And I'm gonna come up this one from a couple of angles. Basically, one of your kids is 17 and having to hand over a phone, like got no privacy whatsoever. And another one is that you're like sheltering them from the internet rather than teaching them about it. You know, the dangers in the internet. I think that's the best way about it. It's what I do with my nephews. My nephews like play games like Roblox and stuff like that. And you explain to them the dangers of what is out there and then they learn from it and they come to you and they tell you, oh, I've seen this. And you, then you could explain to them what's going on. You know, things like scams, you know, dodgy people on there and not just turning around and saying, oh, I saw this on Meagle, so I don't want my kids to see that. So I'm not gonna let give, even give them the chance, you know? And finally, that girl wanted to keep her phone because she felt safe, because she wanted to contact her mum, text her mum, maybe that made her feel a bit safer while she was in your house. And you wanted to take that away from her, which is a really shitty thing to do, in my opinion. I'm all for protecting your children and things like that, but this just seems a bit too bizarre, in my opinion. But Happy Froggy says, you're the arsehole. That 17-year-old is gonna resent you for being so goddamn strict. But yeah, you're not in charge of other kids' phones. And no, RXN says, she told you she needed her phone to feel safe. Again, a child told you they needed their phone to feel safe and you just didn't give a shit. 
it's perfectly reasonable for her to want to be able to contact her parents. Do you know how many red flags you are giving off to the community you live in? Intentionally isolating children from their parents during a time when they feel they're most vulnerable. I know a lot of parents who won't even let their kids have a sleepover because of the risk of abuse. So you're telling me you'll be perfectly okay with your child visiting another household and them intentionally isolating them from contacting you. Are you seriously okay with other people taking away your own child's devices or are you only allowed to do that to other people's children? You're the arsehole, three times. And Rack says, you're the arsehole, you don't get to parent other people's kids. Also, you have no trust or respect for your kids and allow them no privacy, which is a basic right. And Not The Messenger says, you're the arsehole, you can't force your parenting style onto other people's kids. She just asked to keep her property for emergencies. My parents had a similar rule and all it made me and my siblings do is sneak and look at things on our own with no one to explain inappropriate things to us because of being scared of those same rules. And DB Cooper says, you're the arsehole, I don't even have any kids, but if I did, I sure as shit wouldn't enforce such bizarre, draconian style laws on them, especially at that age. You're making them fork over their phones at age of 17. You should really consider lighting up a lot. Really, you're just insulting their level of intelligence and sense of responsibility by thinking they're not smart enough or reasonable enough to avoid such content on their own. You sheltering them by enforcing such a ridiculous rule is going to make them resent the living shit out of you. I bet they enjoy all of that forced family time you put them through. Your oldest is about to be 18 and is approaching a point in life where she is going to be exposed to all kinds of stuff, positive, negative and explicit. What are you going to do if she goes to college and lives in a dorm? Are you going to sleep in her room and collect her phone and follow her around everywhere sheltering her from everything you think is bad? Your kids are growing up. Let them have some freedom and responsibility so they can grow and mature. Let them learn and experience things for themselves and most importantly, let them out from under your foot. As I said before, they're going to grow to resent you because you never respected them and treated them like grown adults they are. The fact that another parent thinks that your rules for someone of that age is creepy should be enough for you to maybe loosen the parenting reins a bit. And now I turn this one to you guys. What would you do in this situation if your child went to someone else's house and you know the parent tried to take their phone away from them? How would you feel about that? Would you agree with their rules or not? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And we have one more cheeky story from Christina0001. Am I the arsehole for teasing my husband about the money he spends? I'm pretty sure I'm an arsehole here. Just wondering if I'm the only arsehole in the picture. My husband spends a ton of money by anyone's standards on a family business to maintain or grow operations. We earn no money from this business. He runs the business with a relative who earns a modest income from the business and usually earns less than what my husband puts in annually. It's a passion of my husband's and we can afford it, so whatever. A few times a year, I'll make a comment about it. I try not to because I know it offends my husband, but I recently commented on the business being a money pit. And now he has barely spoken to me in three days. Am I the arsehole for occasionally making a negative remark teasing about it? I feel like he knows it's obviously a financial disaster and essentially an expensive hobby, but he could at least have a sense of humor about it. And there was an edit which basically said, edit, thanks for all your judgment. I hear you loud and clear. I may not love the situation, but I'm going to work on being more accepting so I'm not tempted to make jokes about it. My marriage is more important than this. So you can clearly see where this one is going to go straight away, right? 
And we jump straight on some comments with this one with recording television six saying, you're the arsehole. If you were struggling financially, it would be different, but you acknowledge you can afford it and it's clearly your husband's hobby. You know your comments offend him, yet you carry on doing it. Why? I also don't see what your husband is doing wrong here. And Eat says, you're the arsehole, but the extent to which you are depends on if you are masking your true disdain for your husband being in the business venture or if you're truly doing this lighthearted teasing. Either way, you know it offends your husband, so you should probably apologize and stop. And Snowy Lex says, everyone sucks here. I really can't understand why so many people are responding to this as though you admitted you kicked a dog or something. You were an asshole since you know your husband doesn't like those comments, but not enough to count as a villain. And your husband is being an asshole but giving you the silent treatment. You really need to stop it with those comments though. If you are unhappy with the situation, you need to talk to him seriously about it, not in passing jokes that aren't funny. If you can't figure out how to discuss productively on your own, counseling might be a good idea. And Pixel Unicorn says, not the asshole, businesses aren't hobbies. If it isn't running well or is providing products and services not needed, then it's a waste of time and resources. And one more from Master JP 27 saying, you're the asshole here. Money is a sensitive issue for many and you're joking around with how he spends his money. It can be read as a pretty passive aggressive thing as if you want him to stop and you think this is foolish. If you don't think it is, talk to him frankly. If you think it is, also talk frankly to him. If this is a hobby of his, a business he wants to help stay afloat, it is his cash to spend. If it is his cash to spend, I'm doing a few basic assumptions here. Basically, you gotta respect him and not joke around. Wouldn't it be annoying if you had a hobby like chess and you like to go to tournaments, go to events and other things, but you weren't very good and kept losing, but you always had fun in those spaces and he mocked you for that passion of yours. That side thing that you are putting money on, but you don't take anything. It's the same thing here. A single joke can be fun, but constant jokes start to become something more serious. If you don't want it to escalate, be honest and frank with him about what you feel and let him be honest with you. Listen, and if he put that jokes about this are a no, respect his wishes too. Good luck to both of you. And now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this situation and what would you do in it? Let me know in the comments below. Now, once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories. And if you did, you know what to do. Hit that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. It really does mean the world. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 